Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this is part of our Blast from the Past series, where we celebrate one of the incredible women in tech from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking to be inspired, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of stories to choose from. Enjoy the episode. Being in the moment and enjoying the whole process, even if it's difficult, then you're like, hey, yeah, it's difficult and it makes me stronger. Like dancing in the rain. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited to be here. And Riga Lavia, we just finished attending Tech Chill, one of the most influential tech conferences in the Baltics. This is an update episode for the Women in Tech podcast back in 2017, where we got to interview Spray Printer. We have Cyrilla back on the podcast. At, on the last episode, she talked about how they were able to have a successful Indiegogo and Kickstarter campaign campaign raising over $100,000. And now they recently closed their seed round of over a million dollars. I'd like to welcome back Sirla. <laughs> so go ahead, introduce yourself to everybody. Tell them a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay. Hey, I'm Sirla. I'm the co-founder of Spray Printer. That's a robot that climbs on walls and prints art using spray paint. And Wait, so you made it super accessible for the whole world to be a graffiti artist? Uh, yes and no. It depends <laughs> on the definition of graffiti. I would say it's a mural rather than graffiti, but in general, yes, it's in public space and it's done with spray paint. Nice. Anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> so in addition to the robot startup, I'm highly related to street art. I'm also an active artist myself and I do a street art festival in my hometown. So give us a little bit of background on um, the street art movement, what it means to you, because you've said a couple of times like yes and no to anarchy or yes or no to, you know, the, the culture of what we know street art, street art to be. I think most of the world knows um, of Banksy and uh, it's Banksy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of our impression for people who know nothing about street art. They probably just know Banksy. Um, what does street art mean to you? And, and, um, and your company, how is it serving community in a way that could push um, the culture forward? Mm -hmm. So I'm connected with street art on um, both of the levels, like legal and illegal street art. And they're really, really different. So with the robot, we do commission works. 
uh, with all the permissions. In addition to the artist, there are so many sides who decide what the image should look like. But as an artist, or I'm more into independent street art, so uh, or illegal street art, because uh, there's more freedom. Artist has more freedom. So with the festival also, uh, we are spreading the message of with independent street art. With Tech Chill. Or you said the oh, festival. The street art festival. Oh, the street art festival. Street Tell art us festival more about the street art festival. So it's a quite niche festival because uh, uh, most of the street art festivals also are focusing on doing large-scale murals and um, yeah, basically like commission works. Um, but... I feel that the part um, of street art that where the artist has total freedom to uh, choose the location, choose the topic, that's um, starting to fade away. And I want to bring awareness to, to it again. When did you first fall in love with street art and technology? Like, was it around the same time or did, they, did one come before the other? Because robotics is no joke. actually i have been drawn to like technology i have studied photography i like um, different printmaking techniques Um, but for me they haven't been connected to each other uh, before spray printer robot so that makes it like really uh, interesting to connect the tech side and the art side. When did you first start pursuing that, just even the interest of it, not even professionally, just being interested in it? Was it when you were a little girl or was it later in teenage years? Or Let's start, let's start with street art. The street art also at Tech Chill on the stage, I was talking about my first street art intervention. And it's a story about um, like my school way, the streets I used to go to school. I was like about 16 and um, the the environment never changed. It was like all the same uh, every day. And, uh, and uh, I felt like I want to bring some changes. And I started to write uh, uplifting messages to myself just to remind me the, that. the positive side. Because like I really didn't want to go to school. And... Um, Mm, and then at some point I uh, realized that, hey, I'm not the only one seeing these messages. <laughs> when, for example, I put up a sticker yeah. and someone else put another one next to it. And it was like a new channel of communication. And then I started to do art uh, all around the city, not only on my uh, schoolway. And I mean, that, that's so cool. And then how about robotics? When did that start to come into play? Mm, then I, yeah, then I started to do street art myself. Uh, also, my friends were doing street art, and um, my brother also was like he was part of the group. He he saw what's going on, and at some point he came up with the idea of printing uh, instead of painting on the walls. And for before we move forward, where can people cyberstalk you online to see examples of your art? I think if you Google spray printer, you get all the social media links. Spray printer. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And is there an Instagram? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On Instagram, perfect. And um, okay, so your brother introduces you to the concept of well, did he introduce you to the concept of robotics or just the concept that I wonder if we could print this, but not necessarily via like. You didn't know how yet, just the concept without knowing how you would get there. Yeah, because like the first idea came from the, like, we have two products. Yeah. One is the handheld printer and the other is the robot. So the handheld printer, it's for home use. The idea was that everyone could create an artwork on their wall. Right. So you don't need any artistic background. You can do it yourself. So I think that people should... Uh, have a say about their environment they're living right is it home or street totally the printer was uh, like a tool to to use it in your home to decorate your home and uh, artists use uh, often uh, a projector to do the paintings so you project the image on the wall and you can trace the lines and uh, then you can create the image quite fast and my brother thought that hmm, maybe you can do it, like skip a few steps. And then um, the handheld printer was born. So uh, it works like this, that you move it with your own hand and it knows where to release the paint. So the paint appears in the right areas. That's so cool. And you do it one tone at a time. Um It reminds me, I don't know if you could see the dresser in there, in the other room. The stripes. Yeah, so that was an artist that refurbished the dresser, and it's like her style of art. And I remember when I walked into this room and I saw the lines and her style of art, it made, it gave an extra energy to the space. It wasn't just, you know, four walls. It was, I, I can't describe it. It was just really welcoming to feel that I was a piece of the art, experiencing art at the same time. So I can appreciate what you're saying that you're giving all of us, like, I'm not an artist, but you'd give me the ability to create art on my walls. So it becomes like an energy exchange, not just a wall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I really think that art has a power to put ideas into people's head and also feelings to create new thoughts and new feelings. And um, like in what wa- environment environment we are in, it also affects how we feel. Yeah, hundred percent. Like I like I I loved the feeling seeing that wall and everything, and it's just something so unique. So okay, so um, like what's the process as a use case? Like okay, so I go to spray printer and I I want this. Like where do I go to get one? Can I get one anywhere in the U.S.? Um, and how easy is it to use? Right now we're um, uh, developing the second version of the handheld printer, so it's possible to pre-order, but there are no shops that sell the printers. With the robot, we provide the service, and uh, you can contact us, and uh, the robot fits in two suitcases, so we're able to travel everywhere. And are you um, fundraising on Kickstarter Indiegogo for the printer? Mm, we have done plan? both uh, with the handheld. Printer. And so what's the plan there? Like, how will it become accessible to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will take some time. Uh, I think, like, end of the year, middle of the year somewhere, then we will have the version 2. So you're in the building stage right now? 
Yes. And what has been the biggest challenge that you've successfully overcome in building and, and even in being an entrepreneur and how did you overcome it? Um, one really difficult, um, okay. We, uh, have been working with prototypes the whole time. So we know we are talking about how it will work in the future. But if you look at it, it's visually just a bunch of wires and paint. Right. But um, it's, the, it's the story, the, what's it able to do in the future. Right. And um, with the handheld printer, we were doing it for like one year. Then we got it to a product state. Right. And, um, uh, but then we pivoted. And started to do the robot. Right, which so is the service. We were, yeah. yeah, started from the zero again yeah. with the prototype that was a bunch of wires and spray paint. <laughs> was, that, was that frustrating to, to essentially go backward? Did you, or did you feel in reevaluating the situation you were actually moving forward at a more steady direction? Yeah, we already knew that it's possible. And we had done it once, and uh, to do it the second time, it's easier for sure. Because you feel like you have data to know, like, which way to turn right, when to turn left, and yeah. Yeah, and also a belief in ourselves that uh, it, at, at some point it feels like a fairy tale you're talking, but at some point it's actual product. It's cool. it's interesting how much um, the limitations aren't necessarily outside limitations. It's just limitations within ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. What What's the best piece of advice you've gotten um, throughout your journey that uh, you think others would really benefit from too? Um, being in the moment and enjoying the whole process. Um, even if it's difficult, then you're like, hey, yeah, it's difficult and it makes me stronger. So just like dancing in the rain. I think that's, that's the, one of the, the main lessons I have got while doing the startup. I love that dancing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before. It's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because if you don't dance in the rain, then you're just wet and <laughs> sad. <laughs> I love that. I think sometimes it's funny. Sometimes we'll be in a bad situation. And so we'll just decide um, kind of on default that everything is bad, but if uh, or an uncomfortable situation. But I find that if I, um, you know, consciously decide that maybe it's not what I perceive it to be, maybe I'm in I'm only perceiving it to be an uncomfortable situation. But if I stopped and I looked for positives, more positives would present themselves. It's like this world is all what we create it to be. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I really believe that. And so what's next? Like, where do you go from here with building the product, with um, where do you see your robot, you know, service going and painting? I mean, what, can you tell us a little bit about like what you've painted already and the kind of impact it's had on people? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the main plan is to build as many robots as we can. Um, projects we have done so far... I really liked one project we did with uh, Nissan in LA because um, uh, like they saw a different side of the robot, how to, how to use it. They wanted us to do um, 
like to print five days nonstop to do this interactive um, mural right. that uh, all the people who are passing by can um, yeah, take part of the whole process. And they were also uh, doing a Facebook live feed and uh, it was eight murals uh, on top of each other. That's exci- That's a lot of work and very exciting. Yeah, it was like really hardcore mission for the... We called the robot operators ninjas. So <laughs> it was really difficult for the ninjas. How did they find you, Nissan? Uh, through an ad agency. So you work with an ad agency? Uh, yes. And, and how did you form the relationship with the ad agency? Uh, we have a sales team in the States and uh, it's one of their connections. And how many employees do you have right now? It's 10 to 15. And have you raised money or is it all self-funded? No, we just closed the round with uh, Silicon Valley investors. It's It's like Estonian. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah, Estonian investors and Silicon Valley investors. And what was the process in raising money? Is, um, Is raising money something that you wanted to do or something that you felt you had to do? Mm, both even if we have revenue it's um, like for surviving but not for for developing Mm -hmm. you felt like you needed the revenue in order to focus on the creativity in the building Mm, what do you mean like sometimes like if if all you could do is survive you're still focusing on continuing to survive month after month but it really restricts our minds from being creative because we're focused on survival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. And then what was the process in raising money? Were you the lead in raising money or was your brother the lead in raising money? Um, actually, we we have five co-founders. So I wasn't uh, part of the money raising process, but uh, one of our team members, Richard. Yeah. And, um, and did Richard have previous experience in fundraising? Yes. Oh, okay. And... How did you five co-founders meet one another? Hmm. It's all like random, <laughs> really, really uh, random actions. Um, I don't know, like the what we had in common was that yeah. everyone was looking for um, some challenges or like new opportunities, right. what to do. And were they all from, uh, are they all Estonian? Yes, all okay. Estonian. Yeah. Um, and were they all new peers that you met or did you have pre-existing relationships with some of your co-founders? Yeah, all, all were new contacts except my brother. Of, yeah, you were born with him. Yeah, I was born with him. <laughs> Is there any last piece uh, they have, um, you know, suggestions or thoughts you want to share with the with the global community in the in the world looking to maybe follow in your same steps in robotics uh, where they can get started? Sometimes um, some things seem really um, like unrealistic. For example, if I see the robot actually climbing on the wall and uh, there's paint coming out and there's actually image, like I'm surprised every time, even if I have seen the whole process. That's so cool. I love how enamored you are with your own company. It's really <laughs> cool. Okay, three last questions. Your favorite website or app or hardware that you love? Just one of them. I'm sure you have many you use all the time. I need to think of it. Here, I'll buy you time. I'll share mine. <laughs> one of my uh, favorite art sites, because I'm not an artist, mm-hmm. and I find it um, really daunting whenever someone needs me to create art. 
it's so uh, frustrating for me because it's not natural. And so the two sites that I use to create presentations is beautiful.ai. It's free and it creates these gorgeous decks and it looks like I actually know what I'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> for presentations. And then uh, for images, there's um, a site called Canva. Um, they have a free version and then also like pro versions and it's fantastic to create like social media images or presentations or PDFs. And so someone who isn't an artist like me, these are lifesavers. Like I don't know how to use Photoshop to at all. (laughs) Um, what's, what's something for you? Like maybe a tool you use in your work or. I really like some of the Instagram profiles that uh, get me really inspired uh, for example, there's a page, uh, Rather Be Dead Than Cool, and that spreads the message of um, like being really free about expressing yourself and uh, finding your identity. I love that. And if you could ask, I mean, we have um, people all over the world from investors to creatives to project managers and designers and founders. They're all listening right now. And if you um, could have any ask of the global um, tech community, something that they could do to support you in your success, to accelerate you forward and your company forward, what would that ask be? How would it be possible to only print art and not ads and be profitable at the same time? I love that question. (laughs) That's the thing I'm like thinking about every day. And where can people find you on social in order to answer that question? I can be contacted through all the spray printer social media channels. Also my personal, my personal Instagram is the original glitter princess. Can you spell it? The, the original, <laughs> say it again, the original? The original Glitter Princess. Glitter Princess. Yes. Okay, the original Glitter Princess. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It's been amazing, amazing to celebrate you and your story. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. It will take you straight there. Say hello on social on twitter on instagram on facebook at women in tech show i will see you guys talk to you guys hear you guys in the next episode bye hello i'm sirla co-founder of spray printer that's a robot that climbs on walls and prints art using spray paint it's based in silicon valley and estonia and you are listening to women in tech women in tech is an independently funded project funded by you the community so the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.